incarnate. Amen? What an encouraging cantata performance of great songs sung and great words spoken about Christ being born. He's our only hope. Let's go before the Lord before we quickly look at the word of God together. Pray with me, church. Father, we are so thankful. We're thankful, Lord, that Christ was born, that you sent your son for us. We're thankful for all the truths that we've been thinking about and singing about today. And we just pray, Lord, that you would encourage us now in your word, that you would be glorified in all things. We say this in Christ's name. Amen. Jesus came to the world that we celebrate on Christmas to save his people from their sins. If you're a Christian, that's for you. As Matthew 1.21 says, she will bear a son, talking about Mary, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That is good news. If you're his people, if you're a believer, that means you have had your sins forgiven. Jesus came to save you. So what this means is that Jesus was born for sinners, born for you and for me, because he loves you. And even if you're a sinner here, even if you feel like a failure, you see, that's the whole point. He came for sinners like that, like you, like me. Christmas, which is the season that we're celebrating here of Jesus being born, is not for perfect people who have it all together, or for people who have arrived, or for people who are trying to arrive in their own works and perfection. That's not what Christmas is for. Not at all. Christmas means that Jesus came for sinners. He came so that we wouldn't have to try to get on the treadmill of good works to try to please God, but he did the good work for us On the cross. He came so that you didn't have to prove yourself to him. And work your way to become right. As we've been seeing in our Galatians series. Titled Gospel Centered Justification. We've been seeing that in Galatians. So this Christmas. After being encouraged by the little kids singing their songs. What a blessing. And encouraged in that wonderful cantata. I want us to see this morning quickly. Jesus' reason for coming was for weak people like you and me. Freeing us to be in relationship with a gentle and lowly Savior. Not a judgy, angry, uptight Savior. If you are a Christian, Jesus is for you. That's what our time this morning is going to be about. He loves You And this brings us to our time in the Word this morning, to a gentle and lowly Savior, to be encouraged by a gentle and lowly Christmas message about the Savior who was born for you, to rescue you because He loves you. Consider Matthew chapter 11 and verses 28 through 30. 
Jesus says this, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I read a great book this past year by Dane Ortland titled Gentle and Lowly. The book unpacks this verse and this theme that Jesus is for us, for you. Not, a, not against us, he's for you if you are a believer. The subtitle of Gentle and Lowly is The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers. Sometimes Christians can relate to God as if he were out to get us and ready to zap us at our every wrong step. But this book challenges that common misunderstanding about God. The book came out in 2020 early around the time of the pandemic, and it became an instant classic. If you go to Amazon, you will see about 7,000 five-star reviews. If you go to Goodreads, which is an app that people will track their reading, there's 14,000 five-star positive reviews about how this book has impacted different Christians' lives. And since April of, last, of 2020 to 2021, it's already sold a quarter of a million copies since its publication. Won many book awards, including the Gospel Coalition's 2020 Book of the Year, as well as the For the Church, which is tied to Midwestern Seminary, if you're aware of that, reviewed this well and gave it award. And even World Magazine, which is a well-known magazine, um, it was the 2020 winner for the Most Accessible Theology Book of the Year Award. The reason I'm telling you all that is because I have a copy of this book for each and every one of you who are here today to take home and hopefully to be encouraged by as you read it. As I know it was an encouragement to me, and I've talked to many of my other Christian friends who've read it and been very encouraged and blessed by it. I think Pastor Wood has also read it and been blessed by this book. And uh, it's a Crossway publisher book, I must say. We have them to thank uh, because there was a generous donor who bought up many, many copies of this book to send out to churches like ours. And we received many copies free of charge, shipped from Crossway. And so let this be a gift from us, from Crossway to you, to be encouraged. Hopefully you read it and and see blessing from it. And in this Christmas season, picking a book up like this, maybe to encourage you in discouragement, or if you just want to learn more about the person and work of Jesus in a fresh and biblical way, I think this book will be for you. I, I encourage you to dive in, and I'd love to hear if any of you are reading it. And to discuss, I've got many on notes, and we can be encouraged together as we discuss. For as Ortland says in his introduction, he says, This book is written for the discouraged, the frustrated, the weary, the disenchanted, the cynical, and the empty. Those running on fumes. Those of us who find ourselves thinking, how could I mess up that bad again? It is for that increasing suspicion that God's patience with us is wearing in. For those who think that his patience is wearing thin. For those who know that God loves us but suspect or have a deeply disappoint, uh, view that we have disappointed him. Who have told others of the love of Christ yet wonder, as for us, does he harbor a mild resentment towards us? This is a book for sinners and sufferers. And I want to commend it because I realize that for some, 
there are people that are currently relating to God right now in a kind of up and down roller coaster. A kind of daisy theology. He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. He loves me not. He lo- and depending on the day, you may feel that God loves and is for you and other days that he's not. That kind of thinking is not what God wants for you. I don't want that for you. I want you to see that God does not want that for you. The passage we just read earlier says that Jesus is gentle and lowly in heart. Not harsh and critical. Consider this thought about Jesus that Ortland points out in his book. It says his, Jesus's, talking about Jesus, his joy increases to the degree that the sick come to him for help and healing. It is the reason he came. And isn't that true? We celebrate Christmas, the coming of Jesus. There's evidence that he came. Why? To save his people from their sins. I want you to see and be encouraged that he came for the sick and sinful and struggling. As we saw last week in Galatians, he came to die to justify what? The good, perfect people or what? The ungodly. It's the ungodly. He came for you and for me. And he doesn't want you to doubt his love for you. He wants you to know it for certain. The God the Father sent his son proves to us all how much God is for each and every one of us. As Romans 8, chapter uh, 8, verses 38 to 39 says, For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor heights nor depth nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ our Lord. Not even your own sin and failure, Christian. Not even your imperfections, believer. Jesus loves you. We're reminded here to turn to Christ to find a solution for those struggles. As John, 1 John chapter 2 and verse 1 says, My little children, I'm, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Whoa, we may not be righteous, but we have an advocate who is righteous. Jesus is our righteousness. He was born and he went to the cross for our sins. So go to him and experience his love and grace to the dear children of God. I want you to feel that and experience that this Christmas. As Ortland also says in his book and reminds us, he says, if you are part of Christ's own body, hear this, your sins evoke his deepest heart, his compassion and pity. He takes part with you. That is, he is on your side, Christian. He sides with you against your sin, not against you because of your sin. Let's hear that again. He sides, Jesus, with you against your sin. Not against you because of your sin. If you're a child of God, he's for you. He hates sin, he says, but he loves you, dear Christian. This is the central truth of the the book that this is putting out here that we're giving. And it's also the central truth of Christmas, isn't it? He's for us. Jesus is deep as heart for us. Is, is, is compassion, love, and grace. He's not out to get us, but to save us. He was born not to condemn believers, but to redeem believers. That's the whole point. Now, this is just the basic gospel, isn't it? 
we sometimes can forget that. And I want to remind you tonight, today. Those of you who are here and are Christians, I want you to leave today being reminded that God sent Jesus for you to save you. And you never have to relate to God in terms of wrath and judgment because Jesus was born to die for your wrath and judgment. Sure, the believer will have godly discipline and God will correct, but you'll never be under his wrath and judgment. Jesus already took that for you. That's good news, right? But unbelievers who are here with us, I can't say the same thing for you. If you don't trust Jesus right now and go to him alone for your salvation, you don't have this kind of hope. But you remained under his judgment right now. Because only Christians have Jesus relating to them as a gentle and lowly Savior. And a gentle and lowly Christmas is for those who have trusted this gentle and lowly Savior. But those who continue to reject the Savior are under judgment. As the Christian hip-hop artist Flame put it, seek him now and you'll know him as Savior. Seek him later and you'll know him as judge. Or if you don't seek him in this life, you'll know him as judge. But unbelievers here, I've got good news for you. It's never too late to seek the gentle and lowly Savior. And you could think that you're too bad or too far gone or too messed up and too much sin done to you, too much sin that you've done. Let me encourage you, the gentle and lowly Savior is for sinners. That's the whole point. If you're a believer here and you know someone doesn't know this good news, would you encourage somebody else that he saved a sinner like you? Would you be honest with them and say, look, I'm a big failure of a sinner. Sinners are saved by the Savior Jesus Christ. Point them to this Savior. I call us all now, whether we're believers or unbelievers, I want us all to be trusting in Jesus Christ, the Savior alone, to go to him, the wonderful, gracious God who cares for his people. All you have to do to be adopted into this family of God is to trust this Savior who is gentle and lowly in heart. To go to Him alone for your salvation. So all of you here who are weary, all of you who are weak, let us all come to the Savior and enjoy the sweet balm of a gentle and lowly Jesus and a gentle and lowly Christmas. Trusting the loving Savior who relates to us not as a judge, but as a savior and as a friend, who is not repulsed by your sin, but drawn to you in your sin to help you as a parent who sees his child going down the wrong path. Jesus is for sinners. Christmas is for sinners. For we call his name Emmanuel. Why? Because he will save his people from their sins. And he is gentle and lowly in heart for us and for our salvation. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for sending your son for sinners like us. Would you help us all to be encouraged this Christmas season of this gentle and lowly Savior? We love you and thank you, and we say this in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, would you stand with me right now? I'm going to have copies of this book passed out to you. We've got some ushers in the back, and and those who are going to help out. Handing y'all a copy of the book, please take one. And hopefully be encouraged if you're watching online. There should be extras, Lord willing, uh, to be able to get to you when you are able to make it again. Um, Love to get this book out into your hands to encourage you through it. But I want us all to respond to everything that we've experienced this morning in the worship service. 
from the meditation and prayer and this Advent season on peace, the peace of God through Christ, to the songs and the words that the kids sang, to the songs and the words in the cantata that we heard, to this short reminder that we've looked at that Jesus is for you, believer, for us. Turn to him, all of us, for his grace. He's not against us. I'll be up here in the front, and Pastor Wood will be as well. We're pastors, and we want to care and pray for you for whatever you need. If you've trusted the Savior for the first time, we'd also really love to be able to hear that, talk to you, and help point you as shepherds of this flock in the right direction in the Christian life. Let's respond now in song and encouragement in the Lord. Mm-hmm.